Hi, I'm Amy Garber, and I am the host and creator of After School Snack, the podcast. I'm an elementary school teacher who loves people and who loves to talk. I created this podcast to help cheer on my fellow educators and to humor my friends. I'm here to talk with you all about what we go through and how we do life outside of the classroom. This is a stress-free and non-judgment zone where I help you and not feeling alone. This podcast is recorded outside of the school day and at a non-school affiliated location. Any names will be kept private. So grab your after school snack and let's unwind. Hello and welcome to episode seven of After School Snack. It's me, your host, Amy Garber, and I have a special guest here with me today. I will introduce you in a second, um, but first I just want to say welcome to 2022. Um, it's about damn time that we get out of 2020 and 2021. I've had about enough, so so far so good in the year 2022. Um, I hope for me that you will be seeing more episodes. I know I have some special guests lined up in the next coming episodes and I will tell I will share those with you later I'm not going to share them right now because you got to listen to you have to listen to this whole episode first before I'm allowed to spill who my special guests are coming up um so yeah 2022 new year new me um I've been manifesting some huge goals in my life I had a um a night with the full moon the other night (laughs) Um, I'm a hippie like that, but, um, I wrote down some of my goals and I put them out for the moon and then I lit it on fire and I hope that it goes out to the world and I can start manifesting those, those things that, that I want to have in my life. Um, but yeah, so anyways, 2022 in my first, uh, guest of the year her name is unique robinson murphy hello hi (laughs) uh we're here it's after school on a weekend actually we're having a glass of moscato that's our after school snack we have some um cheers to that yes cheers and we're having um some cheese and crackers and stuff while we while we sit and talk i felt like i was starting to like kind of interview you before this and i'm like (laughs) wait a minute i gotta stop because i do want to ask you these these kind of things before before um or during the episode um she's nervous yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't be nervous we just shoot the shit but uh so first of all um I wanted to talk about how you even how this even all started it was oh like gosh. the most random day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um you work at the school that I'm at um well you're in other schools which we'll talk about that later and um, we were just hanging out in the office the one day. Yep. I was supposed to be doing work in my classroom, but um, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so of course I was in the office doing what I do best and socializing. And um, what were, we were I think ta- we were just talking. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I was getting ready to leave because um, I split the, the schools in half yeah. that day. I was getting ready to leave and I, I said something and you were like, I have a podcast. And I was like, what? What are you like? what do you do? And you told me what it was called and I have heard of it. So I was like, I didn't know that was you. And I forget what we said, but you were like, I was like, Oh, I want to be on it. And you were like, really? And I was like, yeah. And then you were like, 
okay, tomorrow? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And then, you know how, like, when people make plans with you, you're like, are they serious about it? So then when you texted me last night, I was like, Yeah, yes. no, I was dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's two, we're two women that know what we want. Yeah. And um, that's great. It was funny, though, because um, we were bonding over <laughs> my dad, um, funny enough, because um, He's I- great. Yeah, he is. Um, I saw you out at our, one of my favorite spots and you mm-hmm. were there too. And, um, did you put the, did you know that we were related? You and your dad? Uh-huh. No, I had no idea when you were like, um, thanks for sharing my dad's post. I was like, what, what post? I was so confused. And then as we were talking, I was like, oh my God, I did not realize that was your dad. And I do love him. So yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So I wasn't sure. So I went through. Okay. So first of all, my dad is running for our local school board yes. in May. Um, he, he's going to kill it, hopefully. Um, you know, he has, yes, he has many, 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 many years of experience in, um, education. So I think all those years of experience hopefully will help the voters decide that that's what he wants, what's best for our, our school system in our county. Um, so when he had shared on Facebook that he was running, of course I shared it and then I was looking around to see who else shared it. And I'm like, Oh, I know her. Like she works in Woodsdale and she has a small business and this is great. And I immediately thought, well, maybe you were one of his students. No, I I didn't even put that we work together. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, when I saw you and I said that, I thought for sure you were one of his old students, but you met him at another school. Um, cause he is currently subbing mm-hmm. as a principal there. So, and he's killing it. I love him. Yeah. The most. yeah. yeah. He was, he, um, last night he stayed for the girls basketball game. Yeah. He goes like, above and beyond. I love him. He does everything and more. I was like, what? I said to him, I said, you haven't stayed for an after school basketball game. And I mean, I've been teaching for 11 years and he retired, I think like maybe my first or second year in so Mm -hmm. I was like you haven't stayed for an after school activity like that nine years no he's he's, like it was great I had such a fun time I was gonna say this that school's principal really pushes for that kind of stuff which I love Mm -hmm. um and the fact that he did say which I didn't even know he stayed but the fact that he did Mm -hmm. they're probably those those girls that school they really need um instructors that do stuff like that yeah And, and they have that but it's really nice that he's really not even a part of their school but he stayed and did that for them I bet they appreciated that a lot yeah he he does he um he's definitely forming a bond with the kids yeah my mom and him and my niece Addie um they were sled riding on Tuesday and um they went up to Wheeling Park and I guess there was one of the students there he said saw my dad he was like hey I know you what are you doing and (laughs) you know and he said to my dad I just I really like you you really helped me with my problem and I was like see dad you still have it yeah making a difference at almost 70 years old Mm. he's just turned 69 on Christmas Eve wow it's crazy that he has as much energy it's I was gonna say I would have never thought he was 70 he has a lot of energy I know it's He's like, always moving around the hallways all the time. All right, we always tease him at Woodsdale. We always say, because when he would sub, we'd say he does pivots. He's always like pivoting yeah. back and forth, <laughs> like he's going from one place to the next. Um, yeah, he's always moving. But then he comes home and he's exhausted. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I went to ask him about the Pens game the other night, because I'm a huge hockey fan. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, I fell asleep in the third period. Oh okay, well, that makes sense. It's like you're back to your old ways. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so I said to you, thank you so much for sharing that post. 
So anyways, we were talking about in the office about um, that. And I, sh- I showed you a picture of somebody that was running against him. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> we, we bonded really quickly yes. on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She, she had her, um, she said she was all about medical freedom. Right? It was medical. Yeah, that's medical, what it said, medical freedom. Medical freedom, like being that she um, is against the masks, the students having to wear the masks. Interesting. Yeah, so we, you know, huh. wondered if she felt the same way about women's rights. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the same we thing. We did. That's the same thing. And we both decided that probably not. Probably not. Nope. But, um, so yeah, so then we, I was like, come on, let's do this. We're going to have a great time. And here we are. Yeah. So, um, tell me about you, um, and tell the audience, for those that don't know you, you did grow up here in Wheeling. Yes. So, I'm from Wheeling, um, the North Wheeling area, um, North Park, actually. I grew up up there, too. So, for a few years, I, for most of my childhood, I lived in North Wheeling. Um, then we, like, transitioned to North Park, um, until I became a teenager. And then, when I was 14, I moved in with my grandfather, um, for some family issues that I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I moved in with my grandfather when I was 14, and I lived in the Fulton area up in Glenwood Heights. Is that what it's called, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I moved up there, and I lived there until I went to college. And where'd you go to school? I went to high school or? Uh, college. college. I went to Marshall University. Go oh, for it. Go <laughs> I'm out near. Okay. Okay. So what, why Marshall? I mean, because that, um, that always, um like, kind of blows my mind a little bit because... With us, like, I feel like WVU is such a it choice. Is, it's such your, it's like your feeder school, essentially. It, it really is. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the reason I chose more. Actually, that definitely is. When I was in high school, I remember specifically being a senior. And um, I was in a, my homeroom. I was in with a lot of my friends and some people I was related to. But everyone was going to WVU. Mm-hmm. And my name is Unique. So yeah. I feel like I always have to be different and I'm always so extra. And I was like, one of my good friends, um, Renisha, who's a teacher now. Okay. Um, I was like, Nisha, we should go to Marshall. And she was like, I already applied. And I was like, oh, great. I'm applying too. And um, she said the same, like, why did you choose Marshall? That's so out of, out of field for you. And I was like, I don't want to go to school where everyone else is going. I feel like um, I wouldn't say that I didn't fit in when I was in high school because I definitely did. Like, I had a good bit of friends. I think I picked and choose who I really, like, was friends with. But I wanted to, be, I wanted to like, get out of Wheeling mm-hmm. more than anything um, because I, you know, I love Ohio County. I loved going to school here. Um, but I felt like we're in an area, um, I mean, we're in West Virginia. We're mm-hmm. in an area where even though I'm a young black woman, I never felt like I was a real young black woman like I felt like I had to straighten my hair to look like everyone else really um I felt like I couldn't be different like I used to get made fun of not really in high school but like when I was in like middle and elementary I got made fun of for having like fuller lips and bigger hair and thicker eyebrows like people used to make fun of me which is hilarious because now people pay for stuff like that I and I think a lot of people agree um with getting made fun of for things like that and so when I went to, when I was in high school, I was like, I have to get out of here. Like, and I didn't mm-hmm. want, I also didn't want to go to WVU because WVU was notorious at the time for being the party school. I was never a party kid. I didn't even go to a party until I was a senior in high school. Uh-huh. So I never like drank or did any of that. And I was like, because I've never had that kind of freedom, I guess, when I get to college, I probably will be a crackhead if I, <laughs> you know, if I, if I go to, to school the there. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not, and that was really just it. I wanted to get out and I didn't want to be 
you know, partying crazy. And mm. I was like, that's all that school's known for. I'm not interested. And I had toured it, and I even had a roommate, and I was going to go there. Okay. And then I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I got into Marshall, and it was the best decision that I've ever made. I hate going. I love WVU, go Mountaineers, right. but I don't even like to go there because there's so many people, so much traffic. Even going down there just to, like, go eat or, mm-hmm. like, go to the bars or whatever with friends, I always hated it. I literally would be like, I can't wait to get back to Huntington. Oh. So. <laughs> well, I know how it, how it changed for me. Um, you know, cause I was there and then I stayed an extra two years and got my master's and those last two years that I was there, like, especially the last year, I couldn't believe how much it had changed. It changed Like a just lot. in 2008 and 2009 yeah. and 2010, like I was like, whoa, like the traffic getting places. Yeah. Um, it's insane. And I went, I went a couple last year or two years ago, maybe, I think it was probably pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't believe how much has changed in, in Morgantown. Like, wheeling never changes. It's no. like the same. <laughs> you could leave for 10 yeah. years and come back. And It'll still, be nothing has changed. Gonna, maybe the Highlands yeah. is going to have a new store. But, yeah, so I couldn't believe it. But I love that you um, that you did your own thing. That's that's really important. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk? Like, I mean, talk about what that, you know, because as a white girl... Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in Wheeling, obviously we were the norm. Yeah. Um, and I was I went to a school that was I went to Wheeling Middle School, and that had you know yeah. obviously different. Like, yeah, yeah, it was different, and I loved it, and I became friends with a lot of people. Yeah. And I learned like I remember you know cheering with with Danielle and and her saying I um I got to put pink lotion in my hair. I'm crying. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, what's pink lotion, yeah. you know? And just learning all this stuff about how you guys can't wash your hair every day. Yeah. And, and Yeah, we can get into it. It's a good topic. I love it, actually. Um, I think, I don't know if everyone's experience is the same as mine. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but I don't feel like I am. No. Um, I had a, had a, when I look back on it now, I feel like it was a miserable time. At the time, I didn't feel that it was miserable, but I was unhappy. I was unhappy. Um, I was one of under ten black people in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that there were less than less than ten, but around ten. And I didn't go to Willie Middle. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was in middle school, Willie Middle to to us wasn't the school to be at. Like it was like that school's like not the, yeah, yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's kind of what that yeah. was like. Um, so I went to Tridelphia, and I lo- well I went to Bridge Street first, and then I went to Tridelphia seventh and eighth grade. And I went to Bridge Street because um, a couple of my cousins went there, and they were biracial mm-hmm. too. And it was nice for me to be around people that I like was related to, and I wanted to change then. So obviously, when I got to high school, I was going to want to change for college. Um, but when I went to Tridelphia, um, and at the time Bridge Street was like, that was like the camouflage school. Like mm-hmm. those kids wore camo, wore boots, like super, we used to call yeah. them hicks. Like that's, oh, what, yeah. that was that school. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I got there and I was like, this is not it. Um, mm-hmm. no one was ever mean to me. I got along with everyone at Bridge Street, but I was just like, okay, maybe I, I should go back to Tridelphia. Yeah. So I did. And I love TMS. TMS was great for me. Um, I never had any issues. My instructors were great. Um, my principal was great. Um, I never got in trouble. I wasn't that kind of kid, but I was never like, I never like, you know, you, you want to be like the cool kid. You want to be the popular girl, whatever. I was never, I mean, people would probably say I was popular, but I don't think that I was. I felt like I was just regular. Like I I wasn't lame or anything, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't like the coolest kid. I wasn't the prettiest girl. Um, 
And I, I didn't feel ugly until I went to school there because I wasn't the same as everyone else. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, like, I had hair that was unmanageable. My mom is biracial. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say that my mom didn't know how to do my hair, but I was at that age and my mom was going through things, which we'll get into. Okay. That um, my mom was going through things, so she wasn't being a, a mom that sounds bad, but she wasn't. No, no. So no. I was doing my own hair. I was getting up, doing my own hair. Mm-hmm. My hair was on a ponytail or a bun every day, and it was so just terrible. And then I learned what a hair straightener was, and that was miserable for me. Um, it was great then, but now I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was doing that. Because I was, like, straightening my hair every single day, twice a day. So bad. Frying my hair. Frying I up. would take a hair straightener to school. I would be, like, in the back of the classroom straightening my hair. Stop yeah, it. after gym class, I'd straighten my hair. Like, if it rained outside, I would, like, oh. Oh, was, my God. It was so bad. So, um, if we, I'll show you some pictures after this. And okay. you're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that my hair was this curly until I went to college. That's how bad it was. So I would say from the fourth grade until I was a uh, 12th grader, I was getting relaxers, which mm-hmm. make your hair straight. Yep. I was straightening my hair. My hair was destroyed. Oh like, my gosh. And I never got trims. All so my because hair never grew. of the society yeah. fit in. Yeah. And oh. I, you know, part of that was my mom didn't really, my mom was like, you want straight hair? We'll give you straight hair. But she also didn't say, like, this is going to destroy your curl pattern. And mm-hmm. to be clear, I don't think she knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anybody else in our area really knew that then either because it wasn't normal mm-hmm. to have curly hair. It was everyone wants pin, pin straight hair. You want to be, um, you want to be white. Yeah, you want to fit in. You want to fit in. You want to wear, yeah. you know, bright red lipstick. And I mean, I didn't do that. But you want to you yeah. wear the things that the white girls are wearing. You know, I didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And now... I look at that like, I can't believe I thought that was a luxury. Not that white girls aren't great, because you guys are. Oh, yeah, I know. But, but, you know, um, I just wanted to be like everyone else. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to have curly hair. I didn't want to have big lips. I didn't want to have thick eyebrows. Yeah. I wanted to be... White. Yeah, I did. I wanted to be a white girl. When Honestly, like, when I look at you, I think that's, like, your most beautiful feature. Yeah, now I definitely do. Yeah. I wouldn't trade this for the world. Oh, my God. No, your hair is freaking fantastic. Your (laughs) your lips, like, I was showing my mom last night. I said, this is who I'm doing my podcast with. And I was like, she's gorgeous. I'm like, I know. Look at those lips. (laughs) Like, people pay for those lips. Like, like you were just saying. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, and I run into that now. I have girls that I talk to, you know, that I do my job with and I talk to. And they're like, um, you know, being natural is more um, in style now. So they're like, they don't necessarily want straight hair. They love their curly hair. But they're like, oh, just like, they kind of like talk about insecurity as far as being a black girl because other kids say things. And it's like, I I find so much joy in like telling them like, when you're a little bit older, you're going to realize that being you is, is what everybody really wants to be. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Do you think that... Um... It's the way that society was. Absolutely. And it's getting better now because of women like you speaking up yes. and saying this, you got to be yourself. Yes. You got to let, okay. I give all of this credit, this hair, uh-huh. this like confidence in my better black self. I give all of this confidence, this, you know, credit to yeah. the girls I went to Marshall with. I love it. I went to Marshall and I went there, pin straight hair. I'll show you. I literally have a photo. My hair had started to grow over that summer mm-hmm. of the transition between 12th and and. 12th grade in my freshman year of college. Okay. And I was still straightening my hair at that time. But my hair, I had started straightening less because of summertime. In the summer, I just kind of let my hair do its thing. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. My hair had started transitioning to, from my root of my hair was like super curly and unmanageable. And the ends of my hair were like pinned straight from all the years Mm -hmm. of straightening and relaxing. 
and I went to college and I was still straightening my hair and I remember seeing all these beautiful black girls like that sounds weird but they were so pretty like because yeah. they're, they're Marshall is such a diverse school mm -hmm. like it they're is. from DC they're from Florida they're from Maryland you know all these places and mm -hmm. it's like man they're so pretty like I wish my hair was like that and then I remember meeting this girl and we became best friends and her name was Ebony and she was like girl you do have that kind of hair and I was like no I don't like my hair is nappy and she's like mm. first of all that is the worst word to use I now that I'm an adult I hate when people use the word nappy that is such an ugly unkind word um but that's what I was saying because that's what I had been taught right you know my hair is nappy I have uncontrollable unmanageable hair but I don't no. I have beautiful curly, beautiful hair, curly hair that's normal it's just not normal for our area so she's like this is what you need to do so she gave me all these youtube links and i'm watching videos for days <laughs> days like oh my god what do i have to do to get my hair like that and i give all the credit to adrian um at frederick's she was like um she's my uncle's girlfriend okay so i'm like i come home one time one time from college on a weekend or something and i'm like adrian i want to i think i want to transition my hair and she was all for it because she's been begging me to cut my hair forever at that time i had never even dyed my hair before mm -hmm. i just only straightened it She's like, let's cut it and let's dye it. And I'm like, all right, we can we can cut it. And then she goes to cut it. And I'm like, no, maybe we should cut it. Like, I really, I love my hair. My hair is probably a little, like, collarbone length. Uh -huh. um, and um, she's like, it'll grow back. And I'm like, but what if it doesn't? Like, all the other black girls I know, when they do their hair, they it stays, it stays yeah. that length. So I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I let her cut it. We dyed it Rihanna red because that's what was popular yeah. at the time. And, I, was like, <laughs> and I loved it. It was fantastic. And then once we did that um, and we cut it off, my hair was probably, like, that long it was it was like super short essentially I was like bald but it you was, gotta do that to get oh the... it was fantastic it mm -hmm. was the most people go bald they shave their head bald all the time and I'm like I could never but when I cut my hair that short it was it is something I genuinely would do tomorrow really if Adrian would let me I'd be like Adrian cut it off I don't want to do that I don't want to because I love the length of my because hair because of the freedom that yes you felt behind oh it my god that. I felt like I felt like it was everything all right. It was so short. I could do so much with it, which sounds funny, but it was yeah. just, I yeah. loved it. And my hair transitioned from that point, and my hair grew so fast. I'm sure it did. It grew so, so fast. Healthy. So healthy. So curly. I couldn't believe how curly my hair was. I was like, Adrian, where did this come from? Like, what products are you, what are you using? And she's like, girl, I put water in your hair. That's your hair. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And then I was watching those YouTube videos, uh -huh. like I said, and, and those girls those girls that I became friends friends with down there, they taught me how to style and manage yeah. and the products to use and, you know, don't don't brush your hair outside of the shower. You do it in the shower with conditioner. You use mm -hmm. leave-in conditioner. You know, I learned all these things, and I was like, wow. So then I started putting my friends on. I was like, you got to cut your hair. You have to. Yeah. I have two friends that I talked into, three friends, actually, that I talked into cutting their hair off. And they're like, this is, at first, it was like, I can't believe I did that. But now they're like, yeah. I'm so glad I, I did that. I see, I'm reaping the benefits yeah. of it. Um, do you feel like you, like, would ever want to, like, help young girls in this area, yes. like, yes. figure that out? Because I feel like it is one of those societal things, like, where it's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But yeah. So is that something that you would be yes. interested in? Yeah, uh, 100%. Um, I never, I don't feel like, I don't, I've never like, I don't know how to say this without sound. Like people are going to be like, that sounds so uneducated. But like, I never, I did, I have faced some like racial things, like people being racist towards me. I'm sure 100%. But I wouldn't say that that happens to me like a lot. I wouldn't say um, that that's a gigantic problem in our area it's a problem no matter what but it's, right. it's not I never really dealt with that too much um but I would say I that's something I definitely want to do 
because I feel like these girls, there's just not enough education about it. We focus on a lot of other things and we don't focus on that. And there's actually the group, The Men of Change. I don't know if you've heard of it. I them. love them. Yep, I know. Okay. Yeah. So I just met with two of them recently. Which guys did you um, meet with? Hayden Cook mm -hmm. and Ron Scott. Well, that's so funny that you said that because <laughs> Ron Scott is going to be on my podcast here soon. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, so I just met with them and I was. it was funny. That's not what we were there for. But I was like, listen, I think we need to get a Women of Change going. We got to do it. And they were like, girl, we've been trying to do that forever. And I was like, well, I didn't see it. So I'm in. Yeah. I want to do it. So I gave them, my, I gave Hayden my number and I was like, call me. I want to get involved. And that is something that I actually wanted to run by them is getting something like that for the kids because this is I didn't have that positive influence. No. And I didn't, I, you know, racism isn't something that we talk about. And, you know, cultural diversity isn't something that we talk about. I mean, we do. We do. But there right. are people don't don't talk about that they don't learn about taboo. it taboo you they, can't talk about they, exactly. it exactly they don't learn some, about yeah. those things until they leave our mm -hmm. area and all west virginia keeps talking about is keeping people here you want people to stay yeah, you yeah. want jobs all this stuff well this is where we need to start especially with our black community i love that yeah okay Thanks. like that just gave me goosies because first of all what they do ron and hayden yeah, I'm not, yeah i know hayden actually hayden um had and i have talked about him coming on as well um, hi, Hayden. Hi, Hayden. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for women and, and girls and, and oh, my gosh, I don't, I'm, like, speechless right now. That's so fucking amazing. Well, the credit to them because they're really doing their thing. So when are you guys going to, like, start? I have no idea. I'm waiting for Hayden to call me. <laughs> you hear this, Hayden? <laughs> no, message him after this. Yeah. Tell him. Um, oh, okay. And and um, let me know so I can help promote Yeah, it. I will. Yeah. Now I'm like all off kilter. I like yeah. like I felt like I was on a path, and now I'm like this is so cool. Um, so what what type like you said something about your mom, and do you do you want to dive into that? Yeah, like we maybe, can. My mom's pretty open about it, so it's fine. Okay, so like you, um, you know, young girls. It's so important, especially for black young girls, to have that positive influence. Yeah. I've talked to black even like black men about this. You know. Um, that it's just not there, and then they they go off onto their own path, and it's not always the best path. Right. And if it was, it's almost like that's just not how their parents were raised right. to like treat them that same right. way. So it needs to be like a generational change. Yeah. Um, do you want to kind of talk about that? Yeah. So I don't even know where to start with this. When I came out of my mom's womb. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't remember that. But, <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know, you just want to know, like, what, I guess, kind of what my mom was going through? Yeah, and how it helped it, um, shape you to be Okay, this... oh, okay, great, that's yeah. a perfect way. Okay. okay, that kind of segues all of it together. So, my mom has always been perfect. Oh. My mom was everything, oh my gosh, like, when I hear stories about my mom now, they're like, your mom was really, like, your mom was really it, like, she was beautiful, she had everything, my mom, my mom was very well put together, okay. um, you know, she had, like, I wouldn't say cookie cutter, like, but she did have, like, the perfect life, for the most part. Um, I can't remember the exact age, and my mom would probably disagree with some of this, some of my timeline, but she's That's not okay. here. Yeah, she's not here, so. Um, probably when I was in elementary school, around fourth, fifth grade for me, I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me. Um, my mom, well, before this, my mom and my dad were not together. My dad was in prison growing up. Um, my mom was with my brother's dad, though. And I love both of my dads, but my dad wasn't here. Mm. So I was raised with my brother's dad, and okay. that's who I called dad. 
Um, and to me, he was everything. Right. Because I didn't, my dad wasn't around. And, right. you know, he had his own faults, and we are very close now, but he wasn't. So mm-hmm. that's who raised me. That was my dad. Um, my parents, I was a kid, so I didn't notice anything, but they went through a lot, you know, normal things. And my mom was a teen mom. And then my brother's dad was a, essentially like a teen dad. He was like his early twenties, whatever. Okay. Um, but at this time my mom's probably 21. So he's probably around that age as well. So they were doing normal things at that time, you know, drinking, <laughs> partying, doing all that stuff. But they were so great parents. Like, we had a home. It was beautiful. Um, my mom has quite a few siblings, and so does his dad. And, you know, that was the house to be at. Like, our house. My mom was very clean, very oh, put together. I like, love that. we had dinner together. We did all that stuff. And then I just noticed that, like, things were starting to fall apart slowly. Like, they weren't getting along. And then I'm sure there were other things that played in, but I don't know all the information. And it was like... That was the love of my mom's life. And um, he he left. He he went to the army. Okay. And that, like, I was I was young, but that, like, destroyed me. I'm sure. That he was gone. And he, he wasn't even my dad, but we were Because so you knew that that wasn't your yeah. dad. And then your other dad's in jail. And yeah. then this guy, and, and another male figure. And now he's even. gone. Mm-hmm. And, and that really destroyed me. It was really, like, my mom and I just had a conversation about it. And she's like... Do you remember crying all the time? And I'm like, yeah, I would hear a song that reminded me of him. And I, I'm like six or seven, like losing it. And my brother was still young at this time. So he really doesn't remember a lot of it. But like, it was a bad time for all of us. And I never really realized how much it affected my mom until I got older. But it did a lot. So following that, and there was a lot in between that. But following that, um, we had moved out of that house. He was gone. They were done. Um, my mom, like... I don't know when it started, but I started noticing it in the fourth and fifth grade that my mom was using drugs and she wasn't using, I mean, she was using pills, but it wasn't like, to me, that wasn't crazy drugs. Like there are worse drugs to be on, but like my mom was using pills. Um, Highly addictive though. Yeah. I never saw, like to this day, I mean, I've seen her like take something, but I've never like seen her do a drug like crazy. But I, when I was a kid, I never saw my mom get high. Like I saw her be high, but I never saw her get high. That was one thing she never did. I mean, my mom would be up till three, four in the morning getting high with people. But when we would come downstairs, like my mom was very like, put it away. Like Mm -hmm. my kids are not going to be around that. So my mom was a great parent, even though she was getting high. That's, I could give her all the credit for that. Okay. Um, but then it started affecting us a lot because my mom wasn't being a parent like she was in an abusive relationship which was incredibly like the worst thing i think we've all ever been through it in my mm-hmm. life um and this guy was like the devil like he was like i know everybody who's been in an abusive relationship will say that but this this dude was unreal like he was beating the crap out of my mom and and she's so high that like it's she just, yeah and yeah and well this was really before she even started getting that high like she was getting high for fun and then once that happened, Made it, worse. it was worse. Yeah, because her self love. Yeah, my mom went from being this perfect person mm-hmm. that all of her siblings looked up to, everyone in our community looked up to. They thought she was beautiful. She's great. She's working. She's taking care of her two kids on her own. Like she's really doing that. To getting abused by this guy mm-hmm. who played the heck out of us. Like he came into our. We've known him. He used to be my godfather. Like so, I've known him all my life, and he was always great to us. And then turn around, and he's getting high, and he's beating the crap out of my mom. So, and you never saw that, right? Um, not at first, but then like once he started get he started getting really high, like heroin high. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he was careless about doing it. I'm sure. He never like he never hit us, but my mom says that he did like threaten to kill all of us together. Like he if he was like one of those if I can't have the three of you, nobody can. So he would threaten yeah. to kill us, so then my mom obviously wouldn't leave 
yeah stuff like that so it was really crazy um and there's a lot of details that we could just talk for hours about with that but you need to write your own book i know it would be insane people would be like what the heck no No, they would not (laughs) but so so it was like that and and when i was in the fourth and fifth grade fifth grade mostly i noticed it and i was like so eventually he had went to prison for that my grandfather we're done with this like he's going to prison okay so he went to prison um for that and and my mom like she was like brainwashed like you say brainwashed and people are like that's not listen oh it is my mom was like brainwashed like she didn't even Mm -hmm. remember a lot of that happening and um she was like i just like what are we gonna do without him and i'm like we'll be perfectly fine without him but she was like they manipulate you to believe that they're the only exactly she was like she was like lost and my brother so we were in elementary school we went to madison and now that I'm older and I see those teachers that I had in, like, middle school, too, and they're, like, I remember, like, what you went through. I'm, like, how the, you knew? Like, I didn't even know these people knew. Like, I felt like I was so alone. And I tell them that. I'm, like, I can't believe you knew that. But I did. I felt so alone. I felt like nobody knew except our family and nobody was doing anything about it. So I would get up and go to school. And my brother wouldn't have to go to school because he was staying up all night. Or I would have to do my homework. My brother wouldn't do his homework. My brother was failing school. My brother missed, like... 180 days which is like your whole school year like my brother missed so much school that they were like we're gonna hold him back like he's gonna be in this grade and that was before like you know now they don't really hold kids back but they were holding kids back at this time so they're like he's not going to the next grade like my brother my brother's teeth were like rotted destroyed um how long does this go for as long as we want. Okay, great. Cool. We were just looking at the time, and okay. I was like, wow, 32 yeah. minutes is already passed. Yeah, there's is, a lot. I love it. So, my brother's teeth were, like, rotting um, mm. because he was just, eat, we were just eating whatever. Like, right. I mean, I was, like, brushing my teeth, obviously, and taking, You're I a little have, bit older, and yeah, you understood. Yeah, but my brother wasn't, and my mom wasn't really, like, focusing on it, so she didn't, it just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I got really jealous of my brother, so we didn't get along for about two or three years. Like, it was, we used to, like, fist fight, and I used to, like, want to choke him until he couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, seriously, because I just felt like he was so favored. He didn't have to go to school. Like, he was always yeah. up under my mom. You know, all of this stuff, and this is a side note, but, like, all this stuff. And now that I'm an adult, and actually, funny story, when I went to college and I was a senior getting ready to graduate, my brother was a freshman at Texas State University in engineering, or wow. Texas, Texas something in engineering. Yeah. Wow. And my brother was writing a paper for a class, and I was writing a paper for a class at the same time, and we both were writing a paper on the same topic. Had no idea. Oh, my god. Had no idea, but my brother's strong suit is math and science, and mine is definitely reading, reading writing. writing, history. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like, hey, can you review? this paper for me so he emailed it to me i'm sitting at my desk in marshall and i'm like sure let me review it and i read this paper and it gave me chills it's the exact same paper i'm writing from two different points of view my point Point and his point and you guys still have those yeah i have them both on my laptop and i'm like reading it and i'm like it's about our mom it's about what we went through as kids and how that has shaped us into the people that we are and I'm like, I call, I'm like, do you know we're the same paper? And I'm like, I'm shook. So we have this conversation and I'm like, I hated your guts. I hated my brother, which is terrible and makes me sick because he's my everything now. Like, I want to get emotional. He's my everything. Like, yeah. I would literally do anything for my brother. Um, like, we are just, that's my everything. So but at that age, you don't realize And that. I didn't. You think about, like, selfish yeah. things. Like, oh, he gets mommy's attention Yeah, more. and I yeah. used to tell her, like, you love him so much more mm-hmm. than me. And she'd be like, no, I don't. Like, I love you equally. And I'm like, no, you do. Like, I hate you guys. Yeah. And um, it was just bad. And when I read that paper, 
I found out like my brother was staying home from school. Yeah, my mom wasn't making him go, but my brother was so tired because he's not staying up having a good time. He's staying, my brother literally said that he used to stay up because he was watching my mom's chest go up and down to, to make, make sure, sure she, was, she breathing. was breathing. Like, which makes me sick. But I'm like, I hated you because you got to stay home from school and you're going through something like you're going through something that's just as bad as what I was going through, except I didn't care enough. I mean, I cared, but I didn't think I was young. So I didn't say, hey, how are you dealing with this? I was just like this little idiot gets He's to stay home from school and I have to go. And but I have to do. He, he was yeah. struggling. Oh. And my brother, you know, for me going to school, getting better grades, like, I didn't want to be anything like what my mom was. I wanted to be so much better. I was like, I'll never deal with that. I'll never go through that. So I wanted to be better. So I was like, this is how I'm going to be better. I'm going to get better grades. I'm going to grab, like, in fifth grade, I'm like, I'm going to college far away from here. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> right. But my brother was, like, so focused on her that his schooling, like, he failed. He, he did terribly. Mm-hmm. Now he's a genius. Couldn't tell him anything. But, you know, then it was just like, that's what we went through. So... To backtrack to what we were Back talking about. Yeah. Um, my mom, that's what my mom went through. So, and it, there were more things than just that, but that was like the, that's where it like peaked and we all noticed it uh-huh. and we started losing things. Like we were always, we were losing houses and we were losing all these things. And my mom, like her life just slowly like went downhill. Like she lost her job. She just all this stuff, you know, like we were so well taken care of and then we weren't and we had this great family bond and then we didn't. So I eventually moved in with my grandma when I went to the sixth grade. I went to live with my grandma who lived with my aunt, but by choice, like my grandma has always lived with, or one of her kids has always lived with her or the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, But my grandma has always done her thing and (laughs) she, she is everything to me too. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I was like, grandma, that's my grandma too. Yeah. I was like, grandma, I can't like, I was just, I never had like anxiety, depression, anything like that when I was a kid. But like, I always felt like overwhelmed. And I was like, I can't live with her anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. So I, because I didn't want to say that and I didn't know how, I was like, I really want to go to Bridge Street. My grandma lived in Elm Grove. So I was like, I really want to go to Bridge Street. Like, that's why. So can I please just go live with grandma? My mom was like, no. But I was like, I don't really care what you say. You're not paying attention. So you wouldn't even know if I was gone. Mm -hmm. She noticed. She did. But I left. I went to live with my grandma. And I went to Bridge Street. And I was happy because I got to be a kid for a while. But I always, like, worried about my mom because course, at that point she didn't have a house. So she was always staying in these random, like, trap houses everywhere, getting really? high, doing her thing. I mean, they were, like, they weren't, like, the trappiest trap house. Like, you think of when you think yeah. of New York City. But yes. for wheeling, they're but, trap houses, like, yeah, right? she was just staying with these people who were using drugs. Right. And my brother was staying, too, because we could not talk him into staying with anybody else. He didn't want to leave Because he had to save her. Yeah, he did. and 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 he did. And, you know... It was just crazy. So then when I went to uh, Tridelphia, my grandma had moved to North Park. So okay. To North Park. And I, my friend and Did I... Did you live on Eagle Avenue? No, me? I lived on Hawk Court. Ah, I'm that's... Hawk Court girl. That's yeah. down at the bottom. Um, no, at the t- so the middle... Yeah, like down the street and then the very first right before you get all the way to the bottom. So I lived on Hawk Court. Um, I'd walk my dog down that street. Yeah. <laughs> I lived there and um, my grandma lived there. My mom eventually moved in. Okay. Um, but she was only there sometimes. It was just more so my brother will stay with us. So my mom will come and she'll stay a few nights and then she'll she'll leave again. again. But my brother, we had rooms there. So we Good. lived there. And it was great. And it was, I was happy because I was like, my grandma's here. We have food. Like, you know, when we lived with my mom, she will deny this to no end, but I'm like, we lived off Domino's and, can- <laughs> like, cans of corn. Like, I remember, like, 
you know, we went through, so prior to that, my mom had lived on Hawk Court. Then my grandma moved in, we moved into the house. My mom was already staying there. Um, and then we moved in, my grandma took over, and my mom kind of dipped out and did her thing. Yeah. But, like, we, living with my mom there, we, that was, like, a very low for us. Like, my mom has always been, like, I get my decorative style from her. My mom has always been, like, you don't move into something without making it nice. It, it can be a, a box, a cardboard box, but it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. We lived in that house, and we had nothing. Like, mm-hmm. my mom never really moved in. She never lived there. We never had food, which was crazy, because we had food stamps. We never had food. Like, she'll say we did, but we did not. Like, my brother and I literally would eat Domino's pizza. I It makes me sick to eat Domino's now. I will, well, I bet. it makes me I bet. sick. It's, like, traumatic. Yeah, my mom, and I think she thought she was doing a good thing because what kid wouldn't want to eat Domino's every day? But we were literally eating Domino's every day. Mm-hmm. I was sick of it. And, and like, school food. Yeah. And that was back when school food used to be good. <laughs> so I didn't mind it then. Yeah. But I was always a picky kid, so, like, mm-hmm. I was still, like, ugh. So when my grandma moved in and took over, it was great. But then my grandma took over, so my mom didn't have to be there. And I think she got really comfortable letting my grandma, like, raise us, I guess. So it was kind of like, I can do whatever I want because my mom is there. But my mom was still a good parent. Like, my mom has never been a bad parent. I don't care what anybody says. She's always been there, always been a great parent. But she wasn't a parent when she needed to be. And, which that will lead me to the future, to, to now. Because okay. it, it definitely has shaped me, um, you know, now that I'm an adult, I, I have I have a very short temper, like which people really don't get to see. I think my husband sees it and then sure. people that I'm around. I have a very short fuse and I have a very like low tolerance for like BS and I get annoyed really easily. But that's first of all, that runs in my family because my mom, my uncle, my grandfather, mm-hmm. they're all like that. Yeah. So I get that naturally. But then like I just don't really like have a tolerance to like wait around for people to do stuff because I waited for my mom to get clean for fifteen years and she didn't. Makes sense. So and then there were other little things I'm sure that have influenced that. But mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult, I have to like draw back sometimes because my mom like she's clean currently. Mm-hmm. Which is like the best thing I've ever. How long has she been clean? My mom's been clean for only three months, but it's Who three cares? months longer than yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's like actually clean, which is oh, great. Good for her. So Did yeah, she go away or what? Yeah, um, well, she she went to jail. Okay. And she was gonna go to prison, and they were oh, like, "You wow. have to get in the drug program, and you have to do right, or you're going away." So yeah. she she got it together, which was miraculous because I never thought that she would, but she did. Um, and she comes here, and she like she comes to my house, which is crazy because I never like she never came to my other house. But she was using then. And so we spend time together now. And, like, I'm not really a... Which just sounds terrible, but I'm not really a big family kind of girl. Like, I don't really like... I don't love to spend a whole lot of time with my family because they annoy me. And, like, all families do. Yeah. But my family doesn't get along. Like, they can only be around each other for so long. Okay. So my husband's family, they love to be together. And <laughs> I love that for them. Yeah. But some, and I, and I feel bad cause I do love being around them, but sometimes I think they take it personal cause they're oh, like, no. they're, they're like, Oh, she doesn't like us, but I do. It's just that y'all love being around each other. I never had that. Mm-hmm. And when we were first together, I loved it. I love being around it. But then as I got older, I was kind of like, okay, I'm okay. Yeah. And I'll stay home today. Yeah. But, and I feel bad, like I said, because I know that they love me and I love them. Right. But I just, it's not something I'm used to. Well, and like that, so my therapist once told me that everybody has their own like you look at like an, yes. an air filter yeah one side like like <laughs> people 
people judge you or people look at you based on what their past experience right. what their genetics are what tra- trauma they've had and, you know there's four different things that people look at you through and it's not because they don't love you or whatever it's right. because of what has shaped them as human beings and for you that's what it is yeah and and it really has like all these little things have made me who I am uh-huh. and, like my mom's addiction which to answer your question finally sorry, okay sorry guys no I to love this answer the question my mom's addiction is probably the biggest thing that has ever shaped me because it made me not want to be anything like what she what she was, has been. Yeah. yeah. Like, my mom, like I said, was perfect in the beginning. Like, kept a job, kept a place, kept... My mom was independent boss woman, mm-hmm. okay? I never wanted for anything. Right. And she never relied on a man until she got weak and, you know, started using. So, I love my husband and he will do anything in the world for me. Even though sometimes I act like he doesn't, he does. Brandon is <laughs> literally Superman Aww. to me. But... I am very independent, even though we're married. I, like, you know, was really... Brandon comes from a really traditional family. Like, they're like, you know, you take care of your woman, and you work hard, and you pay for stuff, and I'm like, mm, no thanks. You can have your own bank account, and I'll have my, my own, own bank, bank account, account, and I'll buy this, and we'll split this, and we'll do this, and... I think every relationship should be like yeah, that. Yeah. Because you never You know. never know. Exactly. And I mean, I know... Brandon and I have been together since I was 14 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, with some ups and downs and some separations. Of course, of but, course. but we have been together for almost 10 wow. years this year. Like, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. But just because you're solid, exactly. you don't know what's going to happen. You never know. And, so- and even more than that, I just don't want to rely on someone because I've seen what relying on somebody will do to, do you. to you. It will destroy you. And I'm a very... One thing about me, I'm actually about to get this tattoo. Don't steal my idea, anybody. I'm very solid She'll in who come I and get am. you. I, I'm a very solid person in who I am. I'm very solid. Um, I mean, I'm insecure in, in some ways, absolutely, like everybody. Everybody but is. I know what I'm capable of and what I can and can't do. And there's not a lot I can't do because I'm really determined. Um, but I'm I'm very independent. And sometimes it's a flaw because I'm too independent sometimes. And I think that it definitely has hurt my relationship with Brandon in the past because I don't rely on him for a lot. And some men like to be... They like to please their woman. Yeah, they do. They like mm-hmm. to be like that. And I have a hard time letting Brandon do that. Even though I see him that way, I'm like, I don't understand why this is a problem because I see him that way. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time allowing him to be that man because I am the man. Mm-hmm. I am. But you allow him in when, when you... When I can. Yeah. And he, every time I do, he's like shook. Like, I can't believe you're allowing me to do <laughs> But, you know, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with that said, my mom's addiction shaped me because in, in some ways I am a social worker uh-huh. because... Like I told you, when I was a kid and I went through that, I felt like there was no one there for me. We didn't have therapists and social workers in schools when I was Mm-mm. in school. Nobody ever said, you need, how are things going at home? Mm-hmm. We've noticed that your brother hasn't been coming to school. The only thing people said was, your brother ain't been in school. Can you come get his homework? Right, right. Sure, I guess. Yeah. You know, no one ever said, like, why? Yeah, like your mom, you guys, I didn't get school pictures. Like, that's something that has a uh, side note. I didn't get school pictures after, like, third grade. Which, it, which to some people is like, okay, who cares? But, like, to oh, me, that was embarrassing. I was sure. the only kid that didn't get school pictures when everyone else did. Like, my mom didn't buy them because we didn't have any money. My, I didn't get book, when we go to the book fair, like, people who were close to me that knew, like, their parents, like, who knew especially, like, I would have friends, oh, it makes me so mad. I would have friends that would be like, oh, I'll buy you something. That is so embarrassing. Mm. 
Like, I would literally rather have nothing, which sounds dumb, but I would rather have nothing than have my friend have to buy me something because my mom couldn't get it together long enough to give me $5 to go to the book fair. Mm-hmm. That used to make, that used to infuriate me. And it still kind of does because, like, it was just like my mom could pay 500 bucks to get high, but she couldn't give me $10 for the book fair. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I've never even said that to my mom, so when she hears this, she's probably going to feel so bad, and I don't want her to, but, like, that's how I felt. She needs to hear it, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And, like, my grandfather, so when I moved in with him when I was in high school, um, I remember we were going to DeCarlo's to get pizza, and we were driving off the exit, um, the on-ramp, or the exit ramp from, um, to Elm Grove to go get pizza. And he was, like, he said something to me about school pictures, because my grandfather, um, he, like, part-time worked for Ohio County Schools. Now he does it, like, full-time, but he, he used to work in the steel mill. So when they would get laid off or something, he would work for Ohio County Schools. So he's like, I know it's like picture time. Like, are you getting school pictures? And I was like, like, I was kind of like shocked. (laughs) Yeah, I was shocked. We were in the car, literally. And I just, sometimes I say things without thinking because I don't feel like it's like uh, not normal. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, I didn't even think about it. And my pap is, um, if you knew my grandfather, (laughs) my pap's very blunt, very like, um, he's really strict by the book to the point. He was like, the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Why wouldn't you get school pictures? Right, right, right. And I was like, well, I didn't think to ask you. Like, I didn't know. And he was like, I was like, I haven't had school pictures since, like, third grade. Uh And it's very hard to make my grandfather speechless. So if anybody knows him, he was speechless. He was like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? And I was like, my mom never got, we didn't get school pictures. Like, we didn't, you know, my pap, like, I... If I didn't know any better, I would think he was a little, like, teary-eyed over there. I'm sure he like, was. he was, like, and I th- that's something that we actually recently talked about. And he was, like, I just couldn't believe you said that to me. And I was, like, I just didn't think about it. I never, I didn't get school pictures. Like, the last time I got a school picture was literally third grade. And then when I moved in with him, I got school pictures. So. Did you get senior pictures? I did. I did get. Did that feel pictures. so amazing? Holly Green photography, by the way. Oh. Yes, she she did do one. Oh. They're embarrassing to look at now. I know, like, right? Oh my yeah. god! No, they were so bad. Like yeah. the picture for the quality was that? great. Yeah, Holly did her thing, but I can't believe that that's what I wanted from. Oh, her. I, know, I know. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like standing up against a wooden <laughs> fence. Like, no, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. mine were. I got my senior pictures at that castle up um in North Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With all the spray paint because I was one of those. I was like, oh, oh this yeah. is what I'm doing. And then rugged, the other yeah. ones were in the creek, and those were pretty good, but. But yeah, my senior picks. But yeah, so I did do that. And and like I said, that was hard for me. So all of those things have made me who I am. Like I'm a social worker because I didn't feel like I had anybody. And I want to be that. Every time I introduce, like a new kid comes to me that gets referred. And I say, I, so I do this thing with kids. Okay, let's Because a lot of times kids don't want to talk. To, they don't want to talk to you. No, especially, they don't know you. Yeah. Especially if they've been coached by their parents not to talk to you. And I'm a social worker, which scares kids because they think CPS, which uh, I used to think too. Absolutely. And I hated CPS workers. I did with a passion. I used to hate talking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I will do this thing where I let kids come and I introduce myself and I let them introduce themselves. And then I say, do you have questions for me? Do you ha- want to know? Do you have questions? And it can be about anything. And I mm-hmm. say that you can ask me questions about what I'm doing here, about my personal life. I don't care. Whatever you want. I mean, mm-hmm. some things are off limits, obviously. But obviously, I but kind I of, they're they really don't think they about don't. that. Yeah. yeah, they don't. So I say, what do you, what do you want to know about me? And they'll say, um, why are you a social worker? Why do you do what you do? And for the most part, I'm pretty honest. I'll say, you know, whatever it is. Like, I went to something similar as you. Like, my mom used drugs, and I felt like I had nobody. And what I say is, I want to be for you what I wish I had when I was your age. And that usually gets them to be like, it's always the kids that nobody else can talk to. They'll say, this kid is, they never say the kid of the worst, but they'll say, like, 
kid's so hard to talk to. Good luck. Good luck getting good them. Good luck. As soon as right. I say that and I let them ask me questions, it puts them in power. They feel like, so they, you know, get to know me and then they're like, wow, we went to the same thing. Because nobody wants to talk to somebody that they can't relate to. Nope. And I've been there, done that. Right. Twice. Right. So I feel like I'm easy to relate to. Yes, even though some are. people don't feel that way. Oh. Um, some people don't. You'd be surprised. But... But I am easy to relate to, and I've I can't judge you because I've been there. So mm-hmm. I think it's nice for kids to be able to just open up about mm-hmm. like especially those crazy things. Um, Have you had a lot of success? You feel like you feel like your purpose after all of these years of going yes. through that. I started this off as a foster care and adoption social worker. Oh. I was I loved some of the people I worked with, but I was miserable in that job. I was not happy. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It made me question being a social worker because I was like, maybe this isn't what I want. Being in that, that foster system, feel, yeah, it was not. Bad. It was not fun for me. And I have always loved talking to people, but I never, like, I didn't know that social workers could be therapists. Like, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. So I was like, when I found school social work, uh-huh. I was like, what is this? How'd you find that? Like, so, what it's it? funny, actually, the girl... <laughs> Um, so when I started that foster care job, I actually interned there the year before in the summer. Okay. And they, um, the girl that I like had followed around a lot and got really close to, her name's Natalie. Um, she was quitting her, the position she was in and she was like, you should just take mine. Like it's excellent pay. It was excellent pay. Um, less than what I make now, but it was excellent pay for someone not even graduated from college yet. Yeah. So when she was leaving, I had learned her job. So it was an easy transition for them to just put me in because I already know how to do it. You don't have to find anybody. So I was like, well, if you guys want, when I graduate, I will take it. Uh And they were like, absolutely. So I essentially had that job before I even graduated. But I had also applied for other ones just in case. So I had five accepted job offers before I even walked across the stage. And here in Wheeling. Yes. But I just took that one because it was the highest paying. Right. And it was, I had already learned it. It sounded good too. It did. Yeah. And so I did it and then it wasn't. And I was miserable. And the girls were cool, but I just couldn't like, the job was Mm -hmm. just so draining. I like don't know how anybody does something that they don't love. And I didn't love it. Especially with that kind of stuff. Exactly. So I had texted her. I was like, why did you, why did you put me in this why position? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, well, my new job's hiring. And I was like, okay, what do you do? And she told me, and I was like, that sounds like what I want to do. Get me on. And mm-hmm. she did. Mm-hmm. And I'm a person who I have, I have a strong loyalty, um, to, uh, to people that I really care about and, and jobs that I love. So, um, I interviewed, interviewed for the job. They love me. And I got the job on the spot almost like it was on the spot. But I, I didn't feel like I, I felt like I had unfinished business with the job that I had because of the families I was working with I really loved. Mm-hmm. So I turned it down. Even though I was miserable, I turned it down. I was like, I can't take it. Oh my god. Because I wasn't I wasn't done yet. I couldn't leave. And so I didn't. And I stayed for another couple of months until I literally couldn't no, I literally couldn't You're like miserable. there was with this job I had a lot of freedom. Um, I wasn't a contractor, like, I did work there, but I had a lot of freedom. I didn't, like, I could work from home if I really needed to. Yeah. And there was a period where I spent a whole week at home, and I was like, I'm not I'm not going to work. And Brandon was like, you're literally miserable. Like, you should quit. And I was like, what am I going to do? Go back to Dairy Queen? Like, I worked at Dairy Queen. My <laughs> whole high school, all of college, I'd come home in the summer and work at Dairy Queen. I, I love loved that. it. Loved it so <laughs> much. And the boss was amazing. She's like my family. So, um, I was telling her, like you know, I'm miserable, I can't, I can't stay here, so if that job is still available, I'll take it, and she was like, I don't know, girl, like, you're gonna have to call and find out, so I did, and they were like, I don't know, we'll give you a chance, and then I ended up getting the job the second time, and I took it, and I ran, Yeah. and it was the best decision I ever made in my entire life, Good. because school social work is what I mean to do, 
and if it's not for Ohio County for the rest of my life, because this is a contracted position, so it's only lasts for a little bit of time, um, if this isn't where I get to stay forever, I will be a school social worker somewhere. I don't mm -hmm. care if I have to move to Timbuktu. This is what <laughs> I'm going to do forever. And a lot of people they need don't to find keep that. you. I, I mean, I hope. Listen, so. I'm I'm going to share this with anybody I need to, just so they can hear this and hear the passion behind yeah, you. Yeah, so no, this is this is a forever. What thing. is so? It's like a contract. You'll be done in like two years. So it's a two-year contract. And you once just started this year. Yeah. So I have another school year, and then it's then it's done. No, it's I don't not. really know how everything works. It's not done. <laughs> oh no, well, manifest that. Yeah, manifest um, that. I don't shit. know how. I don't know really how it works. I just sign the dotted line. I take the job. I do it. Um, yeah. So I don't know what it would take to get me to stay forever. I'll do anything. Whatever they want, I'll <laughs> do it. I love being in Ohio County. I yeah. love being like working with these kids. Mm -hmm. um, I love the schools that I'm at. And, you know, I really think Ohio County benefits from having. I agree. Not just if it's not me and it's someone else, that's fine. But I think that you guys benefit from having school social mm -hmm. workers. I think every school in the world does because you need stuff like this. These mental health services that we have in place now are you kidding me? Like we, I yeah. needed this. Maybe that's what you maybe were if we had a, if we had this when I was younger or when other people, we wouldn't have such a generation of kids who are lost right, right. now. Right. I just was talking to my parents about this. Um, actually, I have a couple minutes. It says that this segment can only last for sixty minutes, and then we'll have to do another part. Okay. But that's fine. Um, I had said about how I was meditating the other night. And um, I like broke down and, and cried during this meditation, and I felt the urge that I needed to share it with the world. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, and I said something about like growing up and how you know we we were never told to express our feelings. Yeah, and, you're. But, it's like that's not what yeah, you do. Yeah, and now as a first grade teacher, I tell my kids all the time like that's the first thing we do. Yeah, so we come in corner. Right. <laughs> well, like we come in and we talk and we tell talk about feelings and we meditate and right. we do yoga and. And it's so common now, and it's it's crazy to think that that's what it was about. Right. And my mom said to me, she goes, "Was that against me when I and and <laughs> growing up?" I was like, "No, mom." And I like tried to explain it to her at dinner last night. My dad's like, "That's exactly what I thought too." He's like, "It is. It's a societal change that needs to keep it happening, really, yeah. and we need to keep being open about racism, about yeah. sexism, about." mental health about yes. body image like all of it all of it all and of men it. having feelings as well i'm a big i'm a big men are allowed to cry kind of girl. and my dad and i said that last night he goes how do you think i felt yeah i was like we were told never to cry yeah brandon like, is not a not a crying yeah. touchy-feely kind of person and i'm like it's okay to cry yeah, yeah cry <laughs> He's like, i have no. some super emotional boys in my class this year and mm -hmm. i'm like let it go let it out it feels good it feels good yeah it sure does feel good but, all right, we're going to take a little break right here, and then we'll come back. And I want to hear about um, maybe maybe your life has also inspired <laughs> your small business. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and we're st I'm still on her, hounding her about her book. <laughs> I think that she really needs to write a book. Um, it would be a bestseller. I think so. It would be kind of fun. <laughs> I think you should. Listen, just start writing ideas down. Oh, and it would then, be endless. It'd be a monologue. That's how it is. It would uh, be so long. It would be an autobiography. There you go. Yeah. Um, but you should. I mean, at least get your, get those down on your computer and save them. And, and then you never know what it could yeah. turn into. That'd be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I might be on Oprah. <gasps> Oprah, Oprah will still be sitting in her chair like old as shit like okay now you need <laughs> did you watch her interview with um the princess or whatever she is no Kate? 
not Kate, um, M- Megan. No. Oh, they talked about racism. Oh, did there. they? And she Love would, that. Yeah, I didn't she, see it. Yeah, she said how she experienced racism mm. in the... Um, Over there, I bet. In the royal family. Yeah, I bet. I think it was the the, the king or well, not racism the king. is very much alive over there everywhere it I is. mean yeah everywhere definitely yeah. but definitely over there like Canada even too mm. interesting hmm <laughs> yeah crazy so you have a small business and <laughs> I found out about your small business because um <laughs> Riley had my girl Riley, who you guys are, my audience is very familiar with because mm-hmm. she's been on two of my episodes. Um, but she, and she teaches across the hall for me. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a, a, a women's event and this was like right before I even yes. recorded. Oh, I'm I was, so, I missed it. Yeah, you missed it, but your earrings were there. Yes. And I remember seeing this like tub of jewelry and I was like, all right. And of course I picked out a pair that were black because I love wearing black clothes. So... <laughs> I bought them, and I remember Venmoing you, and then I was like, I gotta meet this chick. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And then you started working at Woodsdale, and I was like, uh, hi, That's I bought your earrings. <laughs> like, I was that weird person that walked in, like, hey. No, okay. Um, yeah, so tell me about, tell, tell the audience about the name and where it came from, and okay. all that good, fun uh, stuff. Yeah, this is, like, I tell this story a lot. It's one of my faves, so. Okay. So, it's it's funny. So, Hazen Handcrafted. So, we'll start with the name. Okay. So, everyone always says, how'd you, how'd you come with your name? And I, like, I wish this story was interesting. It's not. I literally was like, I'm going to start a small business. I need a name. <laughs> and I laid on my couch. I lived in a, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my husband, a house with my husband. He was at work. I was laying on the couch, 2020, um, post-quarantine. So, all that was kind of done. It was, like, transitioning to the school year starting. I was laying on the couch, and I texted my friend. I said, I'm going to start a small business. I need a name. Help me out. Nobody had anything. No one did. Or if they said something, it was probably yeah, like it was stupid. Dumb. So yeah. I was like, no. no. So I got, I, I got on Google, and I Googled the thesaurus, and then I Googled the um, dictionary, both okay. of them. And I had two, two apps. So I had like my laptop and my phone up, and I was going through both. And I two hours, I went through the dictionary looking for, just looking at the letters A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. And I just went through looking for unique words, different words. I even went on a baby's list, which is where I found the name. I went on a baby's, like, you can Google cute baby names, yeah. different baby names. Yeah. So I did. I went through the baby names list, and I was like, um, I got kind of sick of looking. I was like, I'm over this. So I just, I was closed my eyes. I like closed my no. eyes. And I was like, just pick a letter. Whatever the arrow lands closest to, I'm going to pick. So I did. It landed on H, and I clicked it, and I opened it. And I went through, and I saw the name Haven. Okay. And I have a cousin who, I'm not sure if she's really my cousin, but I have a cousin named Haven. And I was like, I don't want to name it after my cousin. So I was like, I literally said, I'm going to change this to a Z. Z. I think that's amazing. That's not a boring story at all. And I was like, that's super, I was like, love that for me. So the original name for Hazen Handcrafted was actually the Opal Table. And there was this hmm. book, this book I was, like, obsessed with when I was in high school called um, Because of Winn-Dixie. Yeah. And the girl's name is Opal. Yes. And I was, like, yes. super cute. Like, I love that. And I was, like, the Opal Table. I don't know where it came from, but I was, like, Opal Table. Because you do work on a table. Yeah. And I was, like, Opal Table. And I sent it to all of my friends and, and my close people. And I was, like, do you guys like this? And no one liked it. I was, like, that's dumb. That's not going to fit anything. You're going to have to use Opal and your whatever you decide to make. And I was, like... Oh, I'll Google Opal. I will use Opal. And then I Googled how much Opal costs. And I was like, no, okay, I won't do that. Um, So I was like, okay, well, then I guess that's off the table. 
So then I did the whole Hazen thing and I found Hazen. And it was Hazen Handmade when I made the Instagram page. That's what Hazen Handcrafted was originally called. And I didn't like the word handmade because I was like, some of this stuff that I used for Hazen Handcrafted or that I had planned to use wasn't going to be handmade. It was going to be like store-bought. So like, it doesn't make any sense. To me, I'm very logical. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So I was like, handcrafted. And I, was, I think I Googled synonyms for handmade and handcrafted came up. And I was like, Hazen Handcrafted. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. And when I sent it out, everyone between the Opal Table and Hazen Handcrafted, picked everybody that. picked Hazen Handcrafted. I and agree. I was like, all right, I can get used to it. And yeah. then I did, and I loved it, and it caught, and it blew up. Blew up. So how many followers do you have? Currently, I have, I think, well, there's 1,600. I only know that because I just did a, I'm doing a giveaway for it Oh, soon. okay. Um, otherwise, I never really pay attention to my follower count. It kind of just hits me. Because I feel like if I pay attention to it, I'll think about Become it too obsessed, much. Yeah. And I'll be obsessed with it, and I don't want that. So I just try not to look at it, mm-hmm. honestly. But as far as the birth of Hazen Handcrafted, I am a sucker for like crazy dramatic earrings, which I never used to be. I never really cared for it. But when I started doing foster care, I always had to dress up, but it couldn't be like, oh, I didn't have to, but I was graduated school and I was like, I'm going to be one of those girls that wears heels to work and I'm going to dress up. Yeah, not anymore, (laughs) but then I was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I was like, I need cute earrings because I wore a lot of black. So I was like, I need cute earrings to To set this up. up. Mm -hmm. So I used to go to Frederick's because that's where everybody I love works. So I go to Frederick's and they have earrings in there all the time. Okay. And Adrienne would always be like, she would text me and be like, there's these earrings, come get them. And I'm kind of like, you know, Frederick's is, is, I love Frederick's. I love everything about it. But I was like, I'm like, I know I need new stuff. But I couldn't find anywhere that had them that, like, I'm not rich. I'm, I am a working, working class kind of girl, okay? Mm. So if I can get a bargain, I'll take it. And, I mean, oh, yeah. they were expensive everywhere. I mean, they were expensive at Fred's. Well, because they're at a small business, exactly. too. And then yeah. They yeah. And, the I, and I never don't want to not support a small business, obviously. But I was like, if I can get a deal, I'll take one. Well, I started looking online, and Etsy was a big thing for me, because I never even, like, knew what Etsy was, so I was like, I'm going to look on Etsy. Well, on Etsy, I found this um, account called Hello Ashdo. Okay. And it's, like, that chip-looking earring that I posted recently. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a chip-looking earring, and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and I was like, I've never seen anybody with that. And I was like, I want them. They were, to me, they were expensive. So they, they were expensive, and I was like, man, I'm not about to pay that much for earrings. Right. I mean, they were like $40, $35, $40. I might be exaggerating, but they were expensive. I was like, I'm not paying that much for No, them. I wouldn't pay I that can, much either. I, yeah. What are these made of? I'll make them myself. And they were made of clay, and I was like, clay? Clay? So I like to paint. I paint, like, I'm not, like, the greatest. At, I mean, actually, I can paint on things really well, but, like, if you give me a canvas, I, like, blank. I don't know what to do. But I used to paint on jars, and I actually did this, like, Halloween theme, and I did, like, the um, Nightmare Before Christmas, and they were so, like, I was amazed at how good they were, <laughs> but then when I posted them, everybody was going crazy, wow. and I was like, oh, maybe I could do this, like, for real. So I love to paint. So I was like, I can do this. I'm crafty. And, like, my friends, I'm, like, the go-to friend for crafty stuff, like, partying, like, yeah. parties. I, I will decorate <laughs> to no end for you. Oh, um, very creative as far that. as that's concerned. Yeah, I love doing that kind of stuff. So... I was like, I'm going to make these. So I watched a YouTube video, learned everything I needed to buy, learned how to do it, and I and I did. And and I was making them for myself. Like, it was me. I was like, I want these. I'm going to make these. This is the kind of Yeah, which is yeah. like, now I, I, like, look back and I'm like, I could have just bought them to support a small business, but then no, I wouldn't have what I have. that's so badass. Yeah, so I was like, then I wouldn't have the business I have. So I learned how to make it. I started making them. People started, like, 
going crazy like because i mean to be i mean I, i'm sure that there were other people in our area doing it but i'm the only one i knew of doing it so it blew up so fast because i was the only one doing it i'm mm -hmm. the original polymer clay artist of wheeling like i'm and sure that there were other girls doing it or, or boys but nobody posted nobody it, so was I didn't sharing know. it so i was like the first one to do it it blew up it was crazy how it. how crazy it blew up and then um I was just kind of like, I'm going to make an account. And I did. I made an Instagram account. And it blew up even more. And it was honestly, like, uncontrollable. Like, I got overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. That's how mu that's how fast it grew. Yeah. But I loved every second. I love every second of it. Like, it's so relaxing to do. I'm and I sure. was obsessed with it. Like, I would literally leave work and come home and do it. I would be at work thinking about doing it. <laughs> I would, Brandon would be, like, trying to talk to me. I'd be like, I just want to make earrings. Are we done now? Like, I'm, <laughs> are we done talking? I'm ready yeah. to, to go make Mine, stuff. I want to go to my room. <laughs> yeah, like, and I was in the living room at the time, so I he would come home from work, and I'd be like, go to the bedroom. <laughs> we lived in a one-bedroom house, so it was, like, yeah. our, our living room, kitchen, kitchen bedroom, mm -hmm. bathroom, and I'd be like, go. Bye. You, you can leave if you want, honestly. Like, I, go do whatever your you friend, want. Honey. Literally, go do what you he was want. He's probably like, all right. Yeah, I think he was at first, and yeah. then it was like a year in, and he was like, you don't even, like, spend time with me. And I was like, I'm busy. I'm making us money. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it it blew up. And that's that's how Hazen Handcrafted came to be. Yeah, so you're also putting it out. I feel like I saw you in a couple of stores. Yes. Do you? Can you, do you know what stores, yeah, okay, yeah. tell um, what stores you're yeah. in. So I'm in Frederick's Hair Salon. I saw you, yep, that's the Woodsdale. one. I'm in DL's Hair and Beauty Supply, I think is what it's called, but it's called DL's. It's in downtown Wheeling. Yes. It's predominantly African American Afri yeah. stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in Ziklag in Center Market, mm -hmm. and I, I'm in Coffee and Tanning in Elm Grove, um, in the plaza, where that new sub shop is. Yes. I'm down there. I'm in coffee and tanning there, too. Brandon's grandma works there. So okay. I, I put earrings in there. And then, hopefully, I'm not going to give it away, but I have a new place, hopefully, coming through. They emailed me um, a week ago, two weeks ago, and so they were interested in having my stuff if I was interested to email back, and I did, and it's a big one. <gasps> if, if As long as everything... I'm not really big on, like, the wholesale thing because I, I don't charge... I, my earrings are 20 bucks now. It's, like, you know, getting expensive, but my some girls... Oh, that are good as good as me sell earrings for fifty, sixty, seventy five hundred dollars. Like, and I'm like, I can't believe y'all charge that much for earrings. I would never buy them, but mm -hmm. some people can do that. Yeah. So as long as, so I'm not big on wholesale because I don't charge a lot for my earrings, and I don't want. I mean, not that, not that I'm not open to it, but I don't want to lose my profit when I could just keep them to myself or keep them with the stores I have and make my money. So as long as they're, that's what they want to do. And I'm open to discussing it. I just want to see what they want. So as long as they're good with it. Can you whisper it to me? Oh. Yeah. So as long as that. Is, yeah. And, and I, that's why I'm like, I, I can make it work because I'm going to do really well. Hell yeah, you them, are. And that's going to open a lot of doors. I wow. just want to make sure I'm getting myself in a good. She's going to Macy's, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No. As long as I get myself, I want to be in the right position. I never want to put myself in a bad financial position because I don't want to, I, it's going to take a lot of time to fill a place like that. Mm. So I'm going to have to work really hard to make sure they have enough inventory. Yeah. So I, How I, long does it take you to make one single, like a set of earrings? If I already have the idea made up and yeah. I know what I want to do, it, it will take me 20 minutes. Oh, that's not bad then. That's nothing. But if I have to like sit down and like, Oh, what shape am I going to do? What color do I want this to be in? What style is this going to be? 
it's ours. Like, mm-hmm. there are times where, like, if I don't, if it's a weekend and I wake up at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm in there until 1, 2, 3 in the morning, wow. no break. Like, I will forget to eat. Like, oh I will literally go in there. And Brandon, like, he hates that because he's like, you need, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even, like, there was one, like, there's been several times, but one time recently, I woke up at, like, 9 in the morning, and I was down here until 2 in the morning, and Brandon was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? And he was like, do you know how long you've been down here? And I was a couple hours, and he was like, it's 2 in the morning. And I was like, I didn't even know it was dark outside. Oh, my Like, gosh. I had no idea. And I was like, dang, like, I had stuff to do today. Well, you got obviously stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Now, so. would you, like, if, let's say, like, a bride or, like, oh some... Oh, God. Would Brides you... are my favorite. Okay, so you do do brides. Yes, I do custom stuff. I don't do it all the time because it gets overwhelming when I have collections coming. But as long as I have enough notice, like, in advance, mm-hmm. if you're a bride, you Hazen Handcrafted is the way. I yeah. love doing that because I love that people want me to be a part of their special day. Like, can you imagine? No. Because I can't imagine being married, but I, <laughs> I, I mean, I know how special it is, and I know how important days are. Yeah, for, and, and to have like, such a special piece, like wow. I mean, yeah, because you, you pay, like you have to think people go into those expensive jewelry stores and they get the big fancy Swarovski yeah, crystal. But you You're, want something that I made with my hands. That's every beautiful. time someone messages me and says that, it blows my mind. I'm like, you. Do you know how I was so anal about my wedding day? Mm-hmm. I was so anal. I definitely was not the girl to, to ask somebody to make me earrings. Now I wish I I wish I was doing this because mm-hmm. I would have. But I, like I would have never thought to do that. And so when people take the time out of their day to say, "Can you make me earrings for my wedding?" Amazing. Are you kidding me? I'll do it. I'm not. I almost said I'll do it for free. I won't. <laughs> but but. I would literally love to. It's an honor. That's amazing. So people can send you messages and they can say like, I have an event I'm going to. This is what I'm looking for. Can you make... And people do. I've done weddings. I've done like four or five weddings now. I've done two bridal parties. Mm. Three actually. I just did another one. Three bridal parties. I've done um, baby showers. I've done several baby showers. Um, Baby photos. Like when they go get their photos done. I've done a couple of those. Football games. I do stuff for people all the time. I love that. Me too. I'm going to go in after we're done and I'm going to scoop up a yeah, pair. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll pay for them, people. Come on. Um, but, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, uh, as a woman, like, how is it to be a small business owner, especially being a black woman and talking about all those struggles that yeah. you've had as a kid? I, being a woman, it's like... I don't know many, like, I used to feel like only men own small businesses. Like, everyone right. I know that owns a small business is a man. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that I knew. Now I know oh, all women. shit ton. So, it was, like, really eye-opening. It's eye-opening to mm-hmm. be a woman because you really see, like, how people treat you. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Like, you see how people treat you. So, especially being a black woman, people okay. don't, people, when you just first see me, you wouldn't think I, I mean, you wouldn't think I owned a business. That's, and I get that vibe a lot, like, when people... That's terrible. I, I couldn't I, imagine having that Yeah, I know. It's life. annoying. And so, specifically, so, uh, not last summer, I think the summer before, I worked at Dairy Queen in the summertime uh, as a grown woman, as a 23-year-old, I was okay, 23. So, yeah. so, I was working at Dairy Queen, and there's nothing wrong with it at all. But, something I noticed, and like I said, I'm very short-tempered, and I've been at that Dairy Queen for, like, eight, eight years or something like that, and Charity is the... She runs... The, the one in South Wheeling? South Wheeling, yeah. Yeah, I know Charity. And, oh. um... Charity's everything to me. I love her. Aww. So she calls. I will go down there in a heartbeat and help her out. So I would go down there and I'd be in the drive-thru window. And I'm a school social worker. Okay? I have a, I have a career. 
which Dairy Queen is very much a career for anybody. Absolutely. But people come to the drive-thru and they're like, they treat you like crap because you work at a fast food restaurant, but you don't even know me. I could just work here and be perfectly fine and probably make more money than a lot of y'all, but also I do have a job outside of this mm-hmm. and don't think I won't come through this window because <laughs> I will because I have a Boom. career, I'll, you know, yeah. but I, you know, people treated me, I did notice that people treated me really bad. You don't even know who I mean, I granted, you know, I don't have the nicest tone in the drive-thru and you're annoying me for 45 minutes because you can't pick a sandwich. <laughs> but I did notice that people treated me differently and I just always wanted to be like, I have I have, a, I have another job. Like, this isn't the only thing don't, I do. Yeah, don't judge me based off of yeah, this. Yeah, based off and of what this. I, and, and what I look yeah. like and then I'm and then, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And it's just like, even if I did only work at Dairy Queen, you still shouldn't treat me like that. Like, I, I'm feeding you. So when I became a small business owner, I would... I felt the same way. Like, people did treat me differently. Um, it wasn't, like, poorly, but they just... I would notice some people would be like, what do you do? Like, when I would go to events, especially, that I was, like, getting ready to set a table up at, I would notice that people would be kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? And then once I'd set everything up, they'd be like, oh, wow. That's yours. And then if people, like, knew what Hazen Handcrafted was, like, this summer I was at um, the Grandview thing. Yeah. When I went there, I mean, I'm also a black woman. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird for me. It was definitely out of my element. All the, the vendors that were there were super kind, but people were looking at me like, what is she doing here? And as soon as I set my table up and I have this big Hazen handcrafted sign, you should have seen the way people's attitudes changed when they realized, oh, you, you're the one who owns Hazen handcrafted? Like, yeah, I am. I am. And I'm selling you this earring because you're giving me money. But if you weren't, I definitely would have said something to you because mm-hmm. I noticed the way that you looked at me. But that happens when you're black in general. It so does. I'm used to that. I couldn't imagine. I'm so glad that I don't look at people like. Yeah, but you're one of few. It happens a lot. I know. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Do you remember the days when people used to say, oh, I don't see color? Yeah, and it's that annoying. Used to drive me crazy. I don't see color. Well, then you must be blind. It's ignorant. It is ignorant. It's, and people, but people don't think that it's ignorant. That's why they say they, it. they think that it's a non-racial thing yeah. to say because they're like, I see you as everybody. Oh, do uh, you? No, 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 no. You have to see them and everybody as their own individual person yeah. and their own story and everything. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad that that's changing. I will say yeah. that because growing up, that's what I had. That's what people would say. Like, oh, I don't see color. And I'd be like what I do like and I never knew what to say back to that because I always had a different mindset than other people and I was like when I do notice that they're black and I like that like what's wrong with that people are uneducated yeah so then as it started coming out and people were being so open about race and and whatnot like I was like yes finally we're seeing people for who the hell they are and we should be proud of that yeah especially like Within, like, recent years with, like, all of the racism Mm -hmm. that's become prominent, like, I mean, like I said, I've definitely experienced it a few times, not a whole lot. Like, some people have definitely experienced it way more than me, Mm -hmm. but I, I, it has become a lot more prevalent, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that it's coming to light. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with, like, the aggression, but... Mm -hmm. And you hate to see that people had to suffer the way that they did for it to be brought to light. Um, yeah, but I it know. it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, everything works out for a reason. Now it's no- yeah, it's being noticed and yeah. it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something. All of that has definitely shown a lot of people's true colors. It sure has. Yeah. It sure it has. Really you look at people and you're like, what the? 
I've been around you all my life. I never noticed that quality about you. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always tell my students um, when we're doing stuff. Um, you ha- let, I'm going to go back to this real quick, though. Have you ever read the book Hair Love? No. It's Wait, t- is that the, the kid's book? Yeah. I have it. I actually have two copies okay. of it. Yes. I have it, too. And I, I actually just gave it to... Um, um, okay, so Anthony Cooper, he's in Men of Change with okay. his wife, Katie. Um, she had to do some... Um, hours with me for school and her little boy is in my class and she came in and I said I have this book I want to share with you because her daughter has um long beautiful black curly hair and I said you know have you ever heard of it and she said no and I said you need to read this to her (laughs) because it's just fantastic but yeah I have it Katie if you're listening to this can I get that back from my classroom (laughs) because I'd like to read it but no I always tell my kids I'm like you have to be you have to learn to love and appreciate who you are as a person. Like, you know, like I've even said to my kids, like, I'm not going to draw a picture of myself being like, a, like in a group picture. If I'm drawing, like, let's say I'm drawing my family portrait. I'm not going to put myself being right. tall and being skinny and being something right. that I'm not. Just as you guys shouldn't draw yourselves right. white or you know, you're black or you're brown and you have dark curly hair and this is what you look like and this is what you need to embrace. Red hair, brown hair. If you dyed it green, what'd you say? I said freckles. Freckles, everything. Glasses. Yeah. We wouldn't believe the amount of kids that get embarrassed about glasses. Braces. Well, I don't have to deal with that in first grade, but... Yeah, you're lucky, but people do. And I'm like, you know, I, when I was... I never had braces. I always had straight teeth. But Me too. I always wanted braces. I always be like, wow, that girl's so pretty with her braces. I, meanwhile. Yeah. I know, I never had braces either. My brother had them, and I would be like... Mm, I wouldn't want that. But it's so important that, that we're here talking and discussing this, because hopefully this episode is shared a lot. You hear me out there? Um, so yes. that if there are mothers out there in the world, just to keep... And, not only mothers, but friends of kids and everybody. teachers and everybody out there in the world to let it be known to be yourself and love who you are yeah. no matter what and love the story that you um, have because that's shaped you to be <laughs> yeah. hazen handcrafted yeah. and it shaped you to be the social worker and it shaped you to be yeah. the wife that you are. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. So <laughs> yeah. So, um, any advice or anything you want to give? Man, I don't know. Be yourself. Right. Unapologetically, too. I agree. I'm a big. I'm a big. Let's not apologize for being ourselves, kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Um. Stop. Stop letting people run all over you. If you're if you're one of those yes men, be learn how to be a no man. Um. There's so much advice to give. If you're a, a beautiful black girl, embrace your curls, embrace your blackness. If you're mm-hmm. a black man, embrace that black that black beauty that you have. If you're a white woman or a white man, mm-hmm. embrace all of your beautifulness too. Um, but I think we all really just need to learn how to effectively communicate more than anything. Mm-hmm. And we need to do more stuff like this. I think it's important. And yeah, we gotta accept everybody, and you gotta listen to people's stories. Like I love that. that. Listen to everyone's story because everyone has a good one. Everyone has a story, even if it's bad. Like I thought mine was terrible, but <laughs> but you know, I yeah. Listen. No, I mean your story is insanely amazing. Like, is yeah. it bad? Yes, of course. You went through terrible things. Yeah, but there are people who have it uh, worse. There are, and and that's what I always tell people. You know, there's always somebody out there that, and it humbles you too yeah. as a person, but um. 
Yeah, we need to hear people's story and we need to hear why. Like I said, my therapist always said, there's a filter, there's an air filter, there's four different things and the reasons why people look at you. And, you know, I always was so hard on myself about how people looked at me. And she was like, why do you, you know, that's what they were through. Somebody could look at you and think that you are the most beautiful and perfect person in the world. And then somebody could look at you and think that you're disgusting and overweight and not pretty, but that's because that's what has shaped them as a person in their lives. And you can't, so you can't go based upon what other people think. It has to come from what, you know, experiences you, you have had within yourself. Right. So. So there's a lot. It's a lot. Well, thank you so much. You're I, welcome. I feel like, I don't know, do we need to say anything else? I don't know. Did we answer all the questions? I feel like that was so, there was a lot. We've been here for a while. We've been here for I a while. I love this. You can invite me on anytime. I would love to have you back. I want to have you back when you start your Women of Change, and then maybe we can even have somebody else visit. Absolutely. I think, um, I don't know if the viewers would want to see this, but I really like talk, talking about, like, natural hair and different things like that so if we could get a group of girls together with all different curl patterns and textures i think that'd be cool Mm -hmm. so you know who actually does that is my friend jessica wesley she works at frederick's and she just started working and she was telling me that she actually told the owner of frederick's um what's her name sharon sharon that she would like to start a class love that for us yes to teach young women young black women how to fix their hair absolutely because there there must be like a little girl that comes in and has to get there is a a heat press okay so you must know who i'm talking about that and gets bullied because of her hair and all that and she goes and fixes it and teaches her how to style it yes so um yeah and i told her i was like that would be amazing it would be amazing we need to link up with her and see what you mean that sounds so fun okay yeah All right, well, thank you for listening, and please share, 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 and stay tuned. Like I said, um, I already spilled the beans that that Ron Scott's going to come in. Um, I saw him at school. He dropped his kid off at school, and obviously (laughs) his son's in my my class, and I was like, Ron. I was like, he's like, when are we doing the podcast, Amy? I said, right. I said, that's exactly what I was just getting ready to say to you. I said, come in in February. We'll we'll go crazy with Black History Month. Right. And he was like, sounds good Oh, see, that'd be a good one, too. Yeah, so he's yeah. also coming into this, our school to do a presentation. Oh, really? Can't he, wait for that. Yeah, so last year I had him, I, I contacted Allie and I, our guidance counselor, mm-hmm. contacted him about coming in, and he did this amazing um, presentation about being different yeah. and being black yeah. and be any kind of different. Like, it was right. so amazing. So and good. Yeah, so I told him, I said, I loved your presentation last year. However, you're going to have to change it up. Um but yeah, he's gonna do that, and then of course I'm gonna have my dad on because he I need I need to have he was already on once, but this time I want to pull him in and kind of um, let the voters know, you know what. what Everyone, I told my husband you are gonna vote. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're voting for this. Um, and do you know Heather Vickers? She's a teacher. I do. Yeah, she she contacted me. She's probably like I thought I was supposed to be your next guest, but sorry, unique beach, yeah. Because <laughs> um, we were talking last week about where where we would even do it because we're both in the schools. Yeah, I love her. She used to be my teacher. And then I started working with her, and she was like, um, we had a staff meeting with the school, and she was like, I used to be this girl's teacher. Oh, I know. <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah, she's So definitely. she's coming on, my dad, um, Ron Scott, and then my hairdresser, Kelly, um, another woman that oh, just opened up her own small business. Yeah. She's um, recently getting a divorce and oh, has wow. three young children. That's so going to be a good one. She's going to share her experiences through wow. that. 
and what it's like to be a, a I'm single. I'm just sending some names too. I got some yes. interesting people. Yes. So anybody that wants to come on, this is this is a new year. We're going, Roll going. Home. Yeah, we are going hard this year. So, all right. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for the support as always. And like I said, please share, share, share away so that everybody can hear unique mm-hmm. story. <laughs> all right. Bye.